0: 21 Seeds infused tequila.
2: Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and
0: Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning
2: podcast. All right, everybody, we're scrubbing. Hi, everybody. Hey-o. Good morning, and happy birthday to Mama Rad! Happy birthday, Mama Rad! It's also three fifteen. It's not the morning. Oh, did I say good morning? Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said good morning. That
0: just goes to show you the day that it has been having in my.
1: But head. also, you're used to that when you're on a microphone. You're saying good morning to Ryan, to Sissony, to the right. listeners.
2: Right. And oh. technically, we just recently switched up our time frame, so we're normally in the morning too. Yeah, so
0: late
3: so happens, morning, good
0: afternoon,
2: everybody. Good afternoon, everybody. We're scrubbing in. Um, before we like get into our typical podcast, I wanted to address some things uh, that happened this weekend, and it's honestly a very sensitive topic. So I um, just want to be careful in what I'm saying, but I do want to address broadly speaking the Facebook group I've gotten some messages regarding, um, Hannah Brown and her, you know, singing the N word in a song over the weekend in an Instagram live. And, um, there were a lot of messages I got about what went down in the face Facebook group for scrubbing in about, um, people of color, not feeling like it's a safe place for them to express their opinions or they felt like they were attacked for having an opinion. And I didn't see any of the original posts, but, I just wanted to reiterate that we are so pleased and so happy to brag about our Facebook group and our listeners because of their kindness and how they treat each other and how y'all treat each other. And um, I don't want the Facebook group to only be a safe place for certain people. I want it to be safe for everybody. And I want to be able, if you're going to post something that might be controversial or that's a conversation conversation. I want people to be able to respectfully disagree. Um, And I want you to be aware that just because you might not be personally offended by something that offends somebody else, it doesn't mean it's not offensive. Um, Like we all have things that trigger us and that might affect us in different ways, but it doesn't mean you get to dismiss someone else's feelings. So I just want us to be kind to each other And I think this is such an opportunity for us to learn and have conversations with each other. Um, I don't think that Hannah Brown is a malicious person. I don't think it was done with malicious intent. Um, But this should be, and I assume will be a huge growing experience and learning experience for her. Um, I think that what Rachel Lindsay posted was very eloquent. I learned from it. And sometimes you kind of have to check yourself um, because I think... When we feel defensive about something, sometimes it means that we kind of need to look inside and kind of figure out what, why we're defensive about it and um, just like really be kind to each other. I I don't think there was any justification in what happened, but I don't think she did it in <laughs> like way of meaning to hurt people. But I do think that it's wrong. And I also want to reiterate that our Facebook group will not tolerate any racism or, um, like attacking one another because we are proud that we are all kind to each other, but we're not just kind to the people who agree to us or who look like us or who think the same way as us. It should be universally a kind page. And I don't know if I'm seeking for everyone, but that's just how I feel. And I wanted to say it.
0: No, I think, I mean, I completely agree with you. I'm going to be totally honest. I like took a step back just from social media over the weekend. So I was like completely oblivious as to like what was going on in the Facebook group and, or even the news story that happened that caused all the, all of the commotion. So I like, I needed to take a minute to kind of like assess what was going on because I I also think too, I think that our Facebook group is like a place where everybody needs like that's where we go for like positivity and kindness and love and encouragement. So
3: mm-hmm. the fact that there
0: was any negativity and any bad mouthing or people, I- I'm still not hundred percent sure what was going on, but I also agree with you that like, that's not, this is, that's not the place for that. Um, as far as what happened with Hannah, I have zero tolerance for that word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's okay. And I do think she realizes she made a mistake because she did apologize. So yes. Do I think she had malicious intent? No, but I also think that that, you know, I have a zero tolerance, tolerance policy when it comes to things like that. And I think when you're a public figure, it is important to know that, you know, your, your words carry weight and, um, that's just what comes along with the territory and it's a responsibility. And I think it's also really important for people just to know and understand, you know, like yeah. it can't be careless. It can't just be oops. yeah, Cause it's, it, you know, you don't know, we don't know, like I am a white woman. I do not know how that feels and Mm -hmm. that's not right
2: yeah and the the thing is is that i hate cancel culture i think it's one of the most toxic things of our generation and what happens right now when someone makes a mistake because it limits the opportunity to grow and to learn and so by no means do i think that hannah brown needs to be canceled i don't think anyone deserves to be canceled i think that people deserve to be educated and to have a chance to learn and grow from it. Um, but I just specifically want to say like, and then we can move on, but, um, our Facebook group should be a safe place for everybody. You should be able to have an opinion and have a conversation, even if you disagree. And, um, I would rather have, I'm, I'm much more concerned about the quality of the members of the group than the quantity. So, we're not going to tolerate anyone who comes in and attacks each other just for differing opinions. So I just wanted to put that out there. And, um, I know it's like, it's such a, um, sensitive topic and I don't want to say anything wrong. And I want to just make sure that y'all know where we stand on it. And, um, if you need more information or you haven't watched Rachel's post, I think that's a a really good video i i thought she said some really great things and like i said i learned from it so just take the time to like check your heart and where you stand on that and before you get defensive or react to someone who you disagree with um try to find it when you're responding or trying to learn from it from a place of kindness and love for each other and that's kind of all we ask from you as our listeners and moving forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, quality over quantity for sure. If you guys are in that Facebook group being nasty, I'm about to cut you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's,
2: yeah. Um, Removed. so <laughs> Bye-bye. That's right. Um, and obviously we have admins who are in there like making decisions on what is appropriate and she, uh, they do their best to make sure that things are made in a that things in the Facebook group stay positive and in that direction. But I do want you to know that um it's okay to disagree with each other and it's okay to do it respectfully and in kindness and love. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with every person on there because I've seen a lot of debates that are really well handled. So just keep I mean, that in mind. For sure. And I think I mean we've
0: said things on the podcast that offend people too. I feel like I say things that offend I mean it's obviously there's a grand spectrum of, you know, things that people take offense to. So I understand that this is obviously much more severe, but it's like you know, we all we all make mistakes and that's all I have to say about that.
2: Yeah. It's um I don't I think I'm about to start my period cuz I feel like re- I felt like really emotional about it and I I typed out this long thing and then I sent it to y'all to make sure I wasn't like <laughs> over you know, overstepping or whatever, but, um, I just wanted to address it. I didn't want to not say anything. And, um, I just want, I just, there's room for growth for all of us. So just keep that in mind.
0: I'm about to get my period too.
2: I thought I had a workout this morning and I thought it came during a workout and I was like, what could be worse than this? I thought I I I got my period this weekend
0: when we had our uh, social distance picnic because I had some stuff on my rear end and I literally panicked because I'm like, what am I going to do? We're out in the woods. We're in the middle of nowhere with like no bathroom in sight, no people in sight. Um, But I just ended up sitting in some sort of maple. (laughs) situation.
2: (laughs) Which was kind of weird because I felt like you put towels down everywhere. So I don't really know. Did. I'm like, how did I end up
0: with maple on my rear end?
2: Well, it was really fun. We did like a social distancing picnic, a uh, double date, and we drove up in separate cars to the forest. And
3: mind there was you, no... Mind
0: you, I didn't tell you this, but Red Star was like,
2: oh, Becca, she's,
0: she's a she's a aggressive driver. And I was like, Oh, is she going too fast for you? And he's like,
2: no, he's like, but I don't think she's the best at being a caravan leader. I said that in the car, literally I go, I'm really, I just realized I'm really bad at being the leader when someone's following me. Cause yeah. I I'm like I like to go fast I like to cut it oh, yeah we get in the on the freeway and Becca's like shoom and I was like thank God I'm not driving I did admit that so I'm that's funny that he said that because I said that out loud too so I I'm aware um, that's funny. that's why I wanted to just give y'all the address and be like go you know do yeah. your own thing we'll but be I'm there glad that you
0: didn't because I had no service I literally didn't have cell service all day Saturday
2: and it was divine. I know it's the best. It's so nice to fit, like, just not. It, it's impossible to get in touch with people, or for them yeah. to get in touch with you.
0: And who knew there was a Los Angeles forest?
2: Okay, so the funny part <laughs> wait <a
0: minute>. is, <laughs> okay, wait, this <laughs> wait is a funny. It burns
1: every year.
0: <laughs> it's called Los Angeles Forest. Every it's year called Ang. No,
2: it's called it, Angeles, Angeles National, National forest. forest, and it
1: burns every fall. And we do shows about it. And we we we. we we take calls. We have entire shows dedicated to the burning of the Angeles National Forest. But you've never heard of the Angeles National Forest?
0: I, I guess, no, I've heard of it, but I guess I didn't know that it was, like, here. Does that make sense? Like, I thought it was, like, Big Bear, but I guess that's, like, on our way.
2: Well, I mean, it was a good hour and 20 minutes. It wasn't here.
0: <laughs> pretty close for being a forest.
2: <laughs> I mean, Lake Arrowhead's pretty much the same distance. But anyways. It is. The funny part is that we've been watching the new season of dead to me. And at one point they referenced the Angeles national forest of being like where people there's tons of like buried bodies there. <laughs> and the whole time we were like, do you think that's true? But we couldn't Google it. Cause there was no service. <laughs> that's something I'm going to look up after this podcast, actually. Yeah, um, But yeah, we went up there and we had a picnic and we played cornhole and it was just really, really lovely. It's a great day. It was
0: a great, it was a great day.
1: Um, Tanya had a really nice moment that I would like to hear more about when she was in her car with Red Star, listening to the stream of Kiss FM, by the way. I don't know why you weren't on one two point seven. You should be. But you're listening on satellite, which is the stream. And so when you listen to the stream, sometimes they put radio bits from the morning show, highlights, if you will, instead of commercials. Because the Mm -hmm. commercials don't get on the stream. And so one of the bits that they chose to replay was when she was talking about how she's falling in love with Red Star and hasn't told him yet. No.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) So we're like finishing up this picnic and, um, we're listening to kiss FM. First of all, I didn't realize it was a stream, but it was obviously not morning show hours at all. And all of a sudden I hear myself saying, uh, um, yeah, but it's just not the right time to tell him that. And I literally, I literally start panicking. So I just start splurting out words loudly so that he can't hear what's happening. And I was just like, what's going on? Why is this airing right now? What's happening? Why is this 30 seconds? Is this going on longer? What? Like I just start spitting out words so that he can't hear it. I'm, I can't say anything else. Then all of a sudden I stop talking and it's still going. And then he hears Sissony say, I mean, I've only met the guy a handful of times and on zoom and I'm falling for him. (laughs) And I literally was just like, how long is this going to go on? What are we listening to? I just start like panicking.
1: Why not change the station?
0: He wouldn't let me. Tr- uh, trust me, I tried. <laughs> he wouldn't let me. And I was just like, this has to be some sort of joke. And then he literally goes, tell Sis need the feelings mutual.
3: I was like. Oh.
2: Whoa. Whoa. That is so stressful. So stressful. But part of me wonders if he has it on the stream consistently. Has he maybe already heard that? I think he only listens to KISS when I'm in the car. Why? That's a that is a nice to
1: show like, wow. s-
0: to just be like solidarity, like I support you. I don't know.
1: No, I mean that's cool, but if if his girlfriend's on the radio regularly, he would listen to that and he would tune in. And if you're in commercials, he's gonna tune in to hear you.
0: <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he does listen to the KISS FM more, but I I I was just like, of yeah. all the times. And like our commute was not oh, oh. <laughs> so did y'all say it
1: <laughs> yeah where yeah. are we on that
0: still still keeping it Somsie over here still it. but it was nice to like <laughs> it was nice because, like, like I'm at that stage in the relationship where I want him to be like meeting my friends so it was nice to be able to like have him
2: you know like I don't know
0: bond with you
2: mm-hmm. yeah it was really fun we had a really great time it was a really great day I was so exhausted the next day. Like yesterday, I I watched so much 90 Day Fiance. Wow. Same. We went to bed at 830. I was like, oh. oh. Yeah, we did not do that. But <laughs>
1: yeah, that's <a> little extreme.
2: <laughs> we, we were tired yesterday and it was like a real lazy day. So,
0: <laughs> And I do have to say, I made some treats for the picnic that I gave to uh, Becca and N5P and they were a hit.
2: So
3: they, they really gave
2: uh 95P a massive stomach Got <laughs> up, really? Yeah. Yeah. I what think were too
3: treats? many were
0: consumed. Oh too many. So I'm like very into these oatmeal balls where um it's just oats and banana uh with cinnamon and then you can put whatever you want in them. So I put like dark chocolate chips and blueberries. Oh, that sounds pretty good.
1: Uh, Allison, my wife is obsessed with them, and I. She's been adding blueberries too. I actually just polished off a bag right before we started the podcast.
2: Yeah, wait, I'm so bummed about the stomach ache. No, I think. That sucks. Well, no, 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 it's because bananas and oats can cause like, uh, like gas or whatever. Like, can cause your stomach to hurt. So, I think uh, there was a lot of pressure from you to keep trying them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just overconsumption. <laughs> That's hard to imagine. Yeah. Here, have some more. Cognia oh my- literally the whole time, like, mouth open, like, do you like them? Have
0: another. Have another. These ones are blueberry. These ones are blueberry and chocolate chip. These ones are just chocolate chip.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they were delicious. Mm. Much, much better than the almond pulp crackers, I must say. And honestly, better than your cookies. <laughs> yes, these days. The cookies I had to like really, you know, after the almond pulp crackers, the t- cookies tasted really good. But then when I actually had one on just like in my own time, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> off the clock
0: Pretty Actually, and i'm like
2: I think I'm this like baker now like I'm just like baking
0: cookies for people i made uh i sent red star home with cashew milk for his parents like i haven't even met his parents yet and I'm like here take some cashew milk to your parents. oh
1: i hope what better
0: a
2: <laughs> yeah now no, i'm stressed what better me, yeah, an dog. Than and i just got the, the, got the boot i got the big hook some came cash, out some homemade cashew milk
1: yeah, you still dating that weird cashew milk girl?
2: <laughs> she like sends the crackers, the pulp crackers with them. She's like, "This is the this is the right recipe." Man, man,
1: man. Uh, speaking of those crackers, we all got to see you to try those for the first time because that was our live show, and this is our first show since the live show. Is there anything we want to address about that live show before we? What do it you
2: even? What What do you say? I. Uh... I have never felt, had to like stay composed like that while I was so internally stressed. And the fact that what we were so internally stressed about ended up being the most hilarious part of the podcast (laughs) is just, it was amazing, honestly.
0: Also, I think it just goes to show you that like, like I had a full blown breakdown before we even did the live show, like crying, sobbing because of like, I'm just having tech issues every other day and then like during the podcast i think i had like another breakdown not crying but like that everybody heard but you guys didn't see (laughs) and everybody was like laughing and i was like you know what sometimes when we think that we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect and it's like we've never done this before nobody's really done this before so like how Uh do we expect that there's not going to be problems
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean watching the videos on social media after i was like hysterically laughing so thankful that people found the humor in it and just laughed with us because it was not how we intended for things to go no truly grateful <laughs> my favorite part was when easton came in and we were so over the tech issues that <laughs> yeah, he froze we like, like once we were like bye <laughs> yeah, he had like one little glitch and we were like yeah now. nope nope <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a note for me, dog. I got, got the boot. I got the big hook came out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no. It was like we were just so over it that we were like, nah, sorry, and we love you, but this ain't going to work for us.
1: So, and then we finished that show and we were like, oh man, I don't know, who knows if that's anything. And then, we, and then social media is just going crazy with everyone saying this is the funniest thing we've ever seen. <laughs> I mean,
2: our listeners, they are loyal to a fault. Because I got and so forgiving. forgiving
0: very forgiving but then i thought about it too and i was like if i were tuned in to watch something like that like a live podcast or something of that sort like i think if i was tuning in to watch a concert and that happened i'd be annoyed but i think if i was tuning into something like a live podcast or something that had the same effect i would probably find that funny
2: myself i mean it was a whole yeah but the thing is is that i don't know if mark mark I could not see you. So when I saw you afterwards, and your face was all up in the camera, and you were just like red in the face, screaming our names. That was, it was I
1: mean, honestly, what I saw on social media was hilarious afterwards.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like an SNL. My friend wrote yeah. me, and she was like, This is like an SNL skit.
1: All right. Becca and I just chit chatting about life and our my kids. <laughs> you know, and let's talk about edibles and, edibles, and how to cook. Yeah, down. right, right. <laughs> and Todd is going,
3: Hello. Mark.
2: <laughs> Becca.
0: Becca. <laughs> that's what red star watched all those and he was like the fact that that was your natural reaction is so funny because he's like you could have literally been like freaking out and, like cursing because like he's like you didn't know people could see you in the beginning you know what i mean so like you yeah fully totally freaking out so the fact that you were just like this poor little puppy that like couldn't get into the,
2: the cage <laughs> yeah i mean it was really 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 funny so thank you all for uh appreciating the chaos i mean i yeah. got so many more i got so many messages wanting another live virtual podcast i know it felt really <laughs> much like a metaphor of my life like i just like, couldn't
0: <laughs> quite couldn't quite get in there you know it's a
1: disaster that people find really amusing
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: that's kind of right
2: yeah. yeah that's funny i like yeah. that
1: <laughs> It's just a total mess. And people yes. can't stop watching and find it really entertaining. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Great description. All right. Tell us about today's guest. Um, so our guest on today's podcast, we did an, um our interview with her last week. So this is pre recorded, but we have Was that last week? Uh yeah. yeah, last was, yeah. No sense of time. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. <laughs> but anyways, we got to talk with Demi Burnett and I was so excited because I have not met her or gotten to talk to her um, since we've gotten to know her as a bachelor nation. And um, so it was really, really fun to talk to her. I'm excited for y'all to hear this interview because she's she's so chill. Like on TV, I feel like her personality is so like, ah, and she was just so chill and easy to talk to and um, such a great interview. So we'll be right back with her.
1: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
0: Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. just in time for Mother's Day, no stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So, whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com/giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day.
2: very special guest we have Demi Burnett in the OR today
3: Demi, Ooh, yeah. clap, hi
2: clap, thanks clap. for having me um, yeah we were just talking about before we uh, started that we have never met in all the random circles that happen around the bachelor world it's surprising I
4: know it's actually really interesting because I feel like I've met so many people at so many events so randomly but I've never met you
2: I know I, I sometimes I just feel like a little outsider of the bachelor because it's been so long since I've been on it if that makes sense you know like eventually you kind of start feeling like
4: I already old. I already <laughs> feel that way and it's only been a year see senior class versus freshman class
2: <laughs> literally yeah. well I'm like in college graduating <laughs> class versus
4: sophomore Listen, class. I'm a sophomore okay, no wait. one cares about me anymore <laughs> I have the
0: I, I have the best story because so I was talking to um, my boyfriend about this interview tonight er, that we're doing right now and I was like be, be quiet when you walk in because we're gonna be doing an interview for the podcast and he's like oh who's it with and I said Demi Burnett and he was like oh he goes I met her at Chris Harrison's um, Seagram's Escape um, Rose launch and I was like You did? And I was like, I've never met her, so I definitely didn't introduce you. And he goes, Yeah, I went up to her and I was like, I'm a big fan. Nice to meet you. Ah, (laughs) And I was like, it's so funny. My God. Wait, were you there too? (laughs) I was totally there, but apparently he went rogue without me and just like went up to you and was said how he's such a fan and said, Hi. Ah, (laughs) So he's like so so excited that we're interviewing you tonight because he loves you.
4: Oh, that's so awesome. I appreciate that. And I was a little bit of a blur. You know, I was drinking all Chris Harrison's new Seagram drinks.
0: I was too. And I was like, did I? Maybe I was too drunk and I don't remember meeting her. But no, he's like, no, I just went up to her and, and said hi, that he was a fan. And I'm like, it's just so funny because my boyfriend's just not really phased by much. And like, he's not really phased by much Hollywood stuff, but he's a massive fan of The Bachelor. And so it's, it's so like, interesting. It's
4: so interesting. It's so funny. My dad was never a fan. Like he never watched The Bachelor. He didn't know. And then whenever I got on it, now he's like a super fan of it. And I always get like messages from people and they're like, um, like my husband hates The Bachelor, like doesn't watch it. Or my boyfriend like doesn't ever watch it with me. But whenever you come on the screen, they always like get really excited because they love you. And I'm like, what's up with dads and boyfriends loving me? (laughs) I think because you're just like unapologetically yourself.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
4: I'm keeping it entertaining. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, like, what... So you're in a new... I guess it's... I mean, I feel like it's been a while, but time is moving, so I can't really tell if it's moving (laughs) fast fast or slow slow right now. (laughs) But... Um, you're in a relationship now. And so, but people from The Bachelor love you and they want more of you. So is it like, do you join Wells as a bartender? Like what, are you done with The Bachelor franchise?
4: I would, I would do whatever they would ask me to do if it was something like that. Like, of (laughs) course, Wells has the best job out there. Are you kidding me? He's not going through any emotional trauma. He's just making drinks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Listening to the emotional trauma. Yeah. Just, and I love
4: like helping people with that kind of stuff, like relationship advice and stuff like that. And like, I'm not afraid to, like, tell somebody, like, all oh, right, you're being you're being a little much. You need to, like, have a different perspective. Let me show you that. Uh, so I would totally do something like that. I don't know, you know, if they would ever want me to, but if they did, I think it'd be a good opportunity.
2: I mean, yeah, I think the Bachelor fan base would be thrilled with that. Because, you know, it's funny when you see someone who you want to see find love on TV again. You see them in a normal relationship, like, outside of Bachelor world. It's like... Well, how do I get my fix of that person if they're not on my TV screen?
4: They need me. <laughs> they need me. <laughs> <laughs> need you. How long have you been with your boyfriend? <laughs> um, So May 4th was our three month. Okay.
2: okay. Yeah, so see in my head I thought it had been like six months that y'all were together So just that gives me a good time of a good idea of how time's moving in my head Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
4: well during the quarantine (laughs) it feels like it's been six months
2: (laughs) Are y'all living are y'all like quarantining together right now? Yes,
4: we have been quarantined together the whole time. I went to my apartment for one night
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh, so wait, okay, so you get into a relationship and then a month in the pandemic happens in your quarantine, pretty much, right? Yeah. How did the, was there an adjustment period or was it just like easy going?
4: So we had, like the day that we met, ever since that day, we hadn't spent any time apart. We had been together like every night. Like I would, you know, go home during the day or something and we'd be like, we probably shouldn't like be together every night. And then nighttime would come around and it was like, I miss you. Like we need to be together right now. Uh, so we were kind of like already in the groove of that. And then the quarantine happened and we just kind of like, we're together and we were just like, all right, we're doing this. And um, it's been really good, though. There has been, you know, a lot more like bickers and stupid things like that than there Mm -hmm. probably normally would be because we don't get space away from each other. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll like go to my apartment for a little bit or like uh, I have a friend who she's been quarantined this whole time and so have I. And so now that a lot of the rules are kind of getting a little laxed, um, I'll go and spend some time with her or something and then come back here later on. It's definitely grown our relationship so much, and it's it's pretty yeah. insane though. Like I think about it, like from an outside perspective, and it's like, what you just got into a relationship and you've been together nonstop for three months? That doesn't sound healthy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, sometimes that's just how when you meet someone that you want to be with all the time this is honestly an ideal situation, because especially in the beginning, that's all you want to do. That's the only person you want to see. It's like you almost have to, I had to really make myself hang out, like make time for my friends, because I'm like, these people are as important. I need to give them the time. Yes. But all I wanted to do was be with the person I newly started dating. So I totally get that I would have loved having quarantine during the beginning of the
4: relationship (laughs) it's so funny though because like I get what you're what you're saying but normally I'll go like two weeks spending so much time with the person I'm newly interested in and then I will be like so sick of them and I'm like oh like you're gonna drive me crazy like I'm not even interested in you anymore and all this stuff but with him he like just keeps it so fun and like it's such a different feeling than I've ever had and it's like I just always want to be with him
2: So Tanya is in a newer relationship too. And so we've talked a lot about like going from getting to know each other to we're kind of together a lot more because of what's happening right now. I think it's
0: definitely like expedited, is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Expedited (laughs) shipping. shipping. (laughs) Yeah. It's expedited our relationship, I think, in so many ways, because I think before the pandemic hit, like he would stay here, you know, maybe on the weekends, if that um, cause I'm also very like cautious too about like my time and my energy because in a past relationship I've like thrown all my, like just my complete self into the relationship and I lost like my friends and I lost like kind of my identity. So I just never want to go back there. So I've been very careful about the time I give to him. But now essentially <laughs> it's like we live together half the time and it's so nice. And like, when did helping. y'all start dating? We started dating in November, but we like ma- made it official like three months ago.
4: okay. So kind of the same time frame. Wait, do you guys (laughs) say I love you? Oh my God. Yes, of course. (laughs) How far in did y'all say I love you? It wasn't far. I'll tell you that. So (laughs) what happened was, was like I met him and then I was with him like every night, every, you know, most days and stuff. And it was just for a couple of days, you know, that I'd known him and I had a trip to New York um, for New York Fashion Week. And I was like, do you want to go to New York with me? And at first he was kind of like, Whoa. And then he was like, I think I have something to do. But then he didn't have it ended up like getting canceled, whatever he had to do. And he was like, should we do this? Should we go to New York together? And I was like, yes, please come with me. And so like I got him a ticket to New York in that first class, like laying down, like, you know, super bougie. (laughs) And we had the best time together. And I mean, I don't know, it was just perfect. And then we were still spending every day together. So it was probably like a few weeks in and it was like Like, he said it first, but it was like, I don't know if this is too much, but, like, I really more than like you.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Yeah. He was, like, scared to say the word, but he said the sentiment.
4: (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, I really love you. (laughs)
3: Uh
4: Did you feel, were you,
2: because y'all are pretty, you're pretty public and open, you know, like, pda on instagram and stuff did you feel hesitant to do that after having such a public relationship and then break up or were you kind of like this in my life if you
4: take it or leave it
2: you know i want to share
3: it yeah
4: i think that in the past i've been um like obviously i've been really public with things but it's made me uncomfortable being like so public with relationships because i've just i don't know i wanted like i selfishly like wanted to be like my instagram's about me and all this stuff and uh, mm-hmm. getting into this relationship with somebody who I really, like, truly love, like, in a way I've never loved anyone before, I want to show him off. And I want to, like, show all that stuff. It's just really different.
2: Cute. That's that's nice. really, yeah. Does he, what does he think about, like, all the Bachelor and your fandom and ever I mean, because you have, like, a very intense, loyal group of fans who, I mean, they, when I look at your posts and I've read the comments, they're all so supportive of everything you do, which is really cool because, you know, it's people are so, they just feel like they can say anything and do anything on Instagram and kind of disregard feelings, but your fans are pretty, like, they just want you to be happy, so is he does he like it or is he kind of like well this is
4: crazy um well like first I want to say that I I love my fans too because they like go and attack all the haters and stuff like I don't even (laughs) have to defend myself because they just hop in there and they're like shut up like she's doing this this I'm like thank you guys for having my back um it's like (laughs) having like a bunch of really loyal friends that won't let anyone mess with you um Yeah. yeah but in regards to like how he feels about all of it like I mean, I think he thinks it's cool, but he's really focused on himself and, like, you know, getting to where he wants to be and whatnot. So um, we don't really talk about it that much. I don't really know. I mean, he probably thinks it's cool. Like, who doesn't think it's cool? Like, you know, you got fans. You got a whole group of people that love you. Like, it's awesome. He respects it. Good.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, you hope for that when you have that many people um, ready to defend you. You know, it feels really good for you. But I, I, I always wonder, like, dating someone, if it's, like, intimidating to think, okay, if something goes wrong or if something goes public, that all these people, they'll turn in a heartbeat, you know?
4: Yeah. Um, I don't know. He has such an interesting personality. Like, he's such, like, a star himself. Like, he, he has this huge personality. He's so easy to love. He's the kind of guy that, like, you – you know – Whenever, before I was on The Bachelor and stuff, I always said, like, I'm going to be a star. Like, I know something's going to happen. I I have a feeling. I know who I am whenever I walk Mm -hmm. into a room. And he doesn't say that, but, like, he he has that essence. Like, you can just, like, everyone knows, like, Slater's, like, a star. Even, you know, without all the fame or whatever. Like, he's going to be something amazing. And so I feel like, I don't know, he's just not intimidated. Maybe it just, like, excites him. Like, he's like, oh, it's so cool. Like, Uh you have fans
2: yeah like he's like I'm I mean I feel like he has that I feel like he has that that fan base already and it can only grow you know um we we like talked all about this how did y'all meet
4: um through Katie so Katie one day said like do you want to go to lunch with me and my friends and I was like yeah sure And I had no idea like I'd heard of Slater before, but I had never seen him or looked at his Instagram or anything like, you know, I thought Katie would have told me he was hot, but she didn't. (laughs) And so I just like went to go get in the car, like dressed like a total derp and I opened the car door and I was like, oh, my God, what? I was like, it's over for me. Like, (laughs) this is it. He's so cute. And so then we like spent the whole day together and everything. And yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a fun day. We went to Hot Topic. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa
2: the roback.
4: Right. It was <laughs> awesome. I was like, you like Hot Topic too? <laughs> Soulmates.
3: <laughs> was it like um, love well, at first sight?
4: Oh, it was like absolutely like that. And like honestly, I was like talking to somebody else at the time. And it just completely went out the window whenever I met him. And like I've I would never be that person, but I was like, this is like rocking my world like he was just like look at me and like smile at me and I was like oh my gosh
2: (laughs) wow crazy I'm so happy for you it's such a good feeling to find that with someone you know like you think you you meet people and you date and you're like this is as good as it gets but then you meet someone and it really like changes everything for you It's,
4: it's the most different thing that I've ever experienced like I've thought I've like Uh, I don't know I thought I knew what love was but I really didn't at all like it's I've never felt anything like this like I get really annoyed really easily and like yeah he annoys me but not to the point where it's like I don't want to look at you it's like uh, you're annoying me (laughs) and I love that I can tell you you're annoying me and you continue to do it because you're not scared of me. (laughs)
2: right yeah yeah he likes he's like you don't intimidate me at exactly
4: all. and like I intimidate so many people so it's so cool to like see somebody who's like not intimidated and it's like look this <laughs> is me I'm gonna be me and do you like it or not
2: <laughs> <laughs> um wait so we talk. I love that we I our podcast we love talking about you know relationships and love and we always get so many of our listeners that are dating and it's hard and they're like, when will I ever find someone? So we love hearing the stories of how people people meet and what was different and how they knew. So now that we've talked about that, let's talk about you and what you're doing. Because coming out of The Bachelor is such a strange thing because all of a sudden you've amassed this massive loyal following and then you're like getting to do all this really cool stuff. And then it's kind of like, okay, now what do I do with all this? You know, like what direction do I want to go? Um, so you just launched your podcast and I just wanted you to tell us about that because we obviously really excited when we hear about new podcasts. Oh,
4: thanks. <laughs> yeah. It is really crazy coming out of the bachelor world and just being like, what do I do? Like, what should I do? Uh, you know, I'm I'm from a small Texas town, never experienced anything like this, never even went to L.A. before The Bachelor or anything. First time I went was whenever they flew me out for like the finalist weekend. Um, and it's very overwhelming and really scary and exciting and all these emotions. And so I'm doing the podcast because I feel like, you know, i it's something that I like to do I like to talk I like to try to help people whenever I can I want to like you know encourage people to be more confident with themselves and be more real about things and be okay with who they are and not you know try to be more like other people because you know you get on Instagram and you see people like with all these amazing photos and you're like oh my gosh like they're living their best life why am I not living that life and it's like okay like let's be real that's all facade like somebody had to sit there and take like 50 photos of that girl sitting (laughs) in a chair like, you know what I mean? Like, and so <laughs> a girl sitting in a chair, so yeah, like sitting in it a really chair, yeah. And so I just felt like with a podcast, I would have a good outlet to just be more open. And, you know, cause I'm, I can't do like an Instagram live every day and stuff like that. And I want to, <laughs> I want to hear back from other people. I want to talk about what people want to talk about. I want to like make people feel better about themselves because I know whenever I have like, you know, felt low or felt like um not confident insecure all those things I wish I would have had someone that could have like genuinely boosted me because people you know they kind of just like nonchalantly and kind of shallow like oh no you're great whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like no like I need to hear more so like I want to give more to people and I want to entertain people I love entertaining I love making people laugh I just love people And so I was like, you know what, what better way to connect with my audience than through a podcast? Like, and I want to make it about them and what they want and what they need. And of course I'm always going to have my little tyrants and stuff, but I I really want to make it about everyone else.
2: I love that. What if like, I'm sure you get a lot of people that ask this because you have such a big personality and you, you are so confident and you know who you are. And, um, when people, when girls, especially like, I feel like the uh, bachelor audience is getting younger and younger. So it's a lot of young girls that are, um, like actively following you with their eyes on you, you know, everything you do. If, when they, when they message you, like, how are you so confident? How do, how do I get that kind of confidence? What advice do you give? Like, what do you tell these girls that are constantly (laughs) searching for that?
4: Um, I'm pretty bad at like, honestly, reading all of the DMS and stuff, uh, just because I'm like a really present person. But whenever I do like have time and I'll go back, like, you know, I'll go to the DM requests or the Twitter replies and like, you know, or messages or whatever and reply to them. I'll I usually just say like, honestly, in the beginning of like finding yourself and finding confidence, which it's not going to you're not going to feel confident every day. I don't I feel insecure still, too. It's not like that went away. It's just about like. I say like the first step is faking it till you make it like tell yourself that you are the coolest person in the world and act that way and then the more that you do that you will actually become that because you like you yeah you faked it and then you realize that oh wait I am really awesome you faked it till you made it so that's yeah
2: it's kind of like habitual like Telling yourself that you look beautiful, like actively exactly. complimenting yourself instead of, I mean, I'm the worst. I look in the mirror, you know, you look in the mirror and it's like, Ugh, I don't like how these clothes fit or how my body looks or how my skin looks. And it's just everyone has those days. I actively like
0: do that. Like, I'll literally sometimes, if I'm feeling like Sonsy about my body, like I will literally get naked and stand in front of a mirror and like, Tell myself, like, I love that part of my body and, like, why I love it. Like, it's, like, that. super weird and I do weird things. No, it's but awesome. But I do think, like, I do think saying things out loud and, like, being proactive in that way does totally make a difference because it's, like, all mental, you know what I mean? Like, it's it really is. I think mental. words and thoughts are very powerful.
4: They are. And it's all about, like, I if I'm being – I look in the mirror and I feel negative about something and I'm, like, thinking all these negative things, I'll be, like, stop. Positivity you need to be positive. You have to train your brain and like get those thoughts out of your head, no matter how much they like eat at you. And I think that's a really good point too. Cause like I look in the mirror and I do the same thing. Everyone does. We're women. We have body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm like looking at my stomach and I'm like, wow, like I would look so much better if I like abs and, you know, I didn't have this little pooch and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That stomach right there is digesting all of my food. That stomach is working (laughs) hard every day for me. It's, it's keeping me alive. It's doing its best. Don't sit here and criticize it. Like, you know, totally. like just be grateful.
3: Yeah,
4: it's so true. It's so weird. It's like, I try to, I try to like
0: think about it. I think about it often because, you know, I just think it's like, yeah, we're inundated with like photos and things like that. And especially during this time because I think everybody's just like eating more because we're at home more, you and know, sitting and like, more. I'm just sitting. <laughs> and, yeah, just sitting and that. Yeah. And it's just like, it is, it's, it's, it's so easy to be negative especially like we're our own worst critic and it's like so funny because I can like build up my friends all the time be like you're so beautiful like you're crazy you're so this you're so that and then we talk to ourselves and we're so mean to ourselves and I'm always just like yeah like it's like how do I get rid of this and how do I you know get rid of that and it's like it's just me
4: it's so hard to do but like every now and then like I'll you know walk by a mirror or something and I won't think I'm looking at myself you know I'll just like glance in a mirror and I'll like not register immediately that that's me and I'm like hey you're you're not as ugly as you think you are right now like you actually look like a human being and, and that's mm-hmm. awesome it's like don't yeah like you said like we can't be so hard on ourselves I had the same thing for a while with my vagina like I thought
0: my vagina was so ugly and like it didn't look like it was supposed to look like like, it didn't I've, look been like other I've been there I've been there I've been there and then when I, like, saw what other people's vaginas looked like, I was like, oh, my gosh, they all look so different. Mine's not ugly. Mine's just, like,
4: cute. It's because It's, cause it's like, like, mine. It's cute. And I she watched, looks like she's 13. I watched too many, like, porn vaginas. And I was like, dear God, like, why doesn't mine look that perfect? And then I was like, okay, everyone's looks different.
2: <laughs> and, like, so different. every single girl at some point has had that thought of, like, why – why does mine look like? Yeah, it not. Even yeah.
0: like my boobs. Like, I'm like, you we see all these photos of people in bikinis and their boobs are all perked up, and I'm like, mine just look like
2: hold on, what am I I'm
0: trying
4: to like I'm trying to think of the fruit that they look like. I do like this thing bit. where I stare at them for so long and I'm like just looking at my boobs, and I'm like, my right one is so much bigger. And I'm like, I look like a freak of nature. But I've like been staring in the mirror for like 10 minutes just looking at my tits, and I'm like do people notice this too like does everyone notice that my tits are two different no. sizes and it's like no nobody, nobody notices nobody
0: and they're like my boobs i'm sure look fine to the common eye but like <laughs> i like i look at them and i'm like <laughs> they look so like, the, this, common like eye. the common eye the, the common And my eye boyfriend loves them he there's no complaints but I, when i look at them i see like this saggy fruit and i can't put my finger on what <laughs> i saggy see but fruit. it's just like
2: <laughs> I'm so curious of what fruit you're talking about. Like, okay, about. they
0: look like they're plump. They're plump on top, and then they kind of get, like, smaller and, like, like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, that type of boob that's just, like...
2: Oh, like, a, um, like a squash? I guess. Like a yellow squash? I guess, like a yellow squash.
4: <laughs> it's like an upside-down squash.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, a big, and then it just... It yeah. Out. yeah it just thins, like, out. It all, thins all right out
4: all titties are good all titties are good they're totally. wonderful <laughs> I, I love titties <laughs> totally.
2: yeah I don't imagine that most people no one notices any of the things that we criticize ourselves about exactly
4: A thousand percent like so I've been wild. with, I've been with men I've been with women and like every woman I've been with they have all had different boobs and I've never thought differently of them because like they didn't have these perfect porn star boobs you know what i mean like i was like i loved i loved every single set of titties i've ever seen like for their (laughs) own unique thing (laughs) there's no discriminating no there's not and it's like we get in our heads so hard because we don't look like you know this vision that we have made up in our heads is like perfect and it's like no Mm -hmm.
0: all titties so true but I, i honestly i think like there's something that like i talk a lot about um imposter syndrome and how i never feel good enough and it's crazy to me the amount of people that reach out about that exact same feeling that they have and I think it all stems from these tiny little insecurities that we have that all add up to this like big overarching feeling that we have about ourselves and it's like we just have to like I mean take it one step at a time and like peel it back and really just kind of realize that like nobody's perfect all we we all look and feel and smell and like everything just looks different and like i don't know it's so weird i'm having like these really weird life epiphanies during quarantine
4: i love that for you but it's so true because we're so hard on ourselves but if you think about it there's like nothing like whenever you like love somebody like even if it's your friend or a significant other and you love them you never would pick them apart because like those things don't matter to you because Mm -hmm. what matters is like the relationship you have with them and like the love you have for them. And it's like why do I think Mm -hmm. that the whole world is out to get me and everyone is thinking about how like my body's not perfect and things like that. And it's like they're not thinking it either. Like they're your friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever. They love you for you. So quit tripping. Yeah. (laughs) yeah,
2: It's true. I I had a quote like – thought i had a like realization a few months ago and i was like no one's ever changed my life because of how they looked physically like i just you know people love you because of how you make them feel really i mean it's true. so that's mm-hmm. it's so true wait are you on tiktok
4: i am but i'm not i don't tiktok often i should do it more but i am on tiktok
2: do you enjoy it? Do you find it difficult? Do you feel old? What's your?
4: Um, I find TikTok annoying and like <laughs> uh, it's hard to keep up with. And it's like, here's the thing: I hate I hate all the stage stuff. Like, you know, lately I've been seeing a lot of these things where somebody will like go up to a random per- a random person and be like hey throw their ipad across the mall and then they'll be oh, like yeah. what what happened and then they like bring out a new ipad out of their backpack and i'm like y- okay you're an idiot like that didn't this is all fake <laughs> you know that person like you staged this i need some good authentic <laughs> quality <laughs> videos here but then sometimes i can like find myself on there i don't really get on there much i probably get on maybe like once every couple weeks just to look and i can like get in a oh, hole wow. like i'm like Yeah, Yeah, I'm not a big TikToker and everyone always wants to make TikToks too now. That's exhausting. You know, you want to just chat with somebody or like, you know, my boyfriend want to hang out or something and he's like, let's make a TikTok. And I'm like, that's the last thing I want (laughs) to do. I don't want to practice for three hours to make a TikTok.
2: I know it's so much. It's so much work. I've been trying to do it, but I'm like, this isn't. I'm doing it because I feel like I need to But I'm not really having fun Because it's a lot of work Well, what is the point in doing it if it's not fun? For
0: the clout Well, I thought maybe I'd get good at it
2: And then it would be fun But I'm not there yet
4: I'm I'm trying to get these kids to follow me I'm trying to keep up my clout I'm trying to stay relevant Yeah
2: (laughs) And like, I am The kids on there They did not watch The Bachelor when I was on there So I don't really stand a chance So really, I just Might as well give up now. (laughs) But- <laughs> wait, I also saw that you um, have spent a lot of time playing Nintendo Switch.
4: Oh, yeah, it's right next to me.
2: What do you do? Do you do Mario Kart?
4: I do play Mario Kart. Uh, I play it with Slater's brother sometimes, but mainly I play Animal Crossing. I'm full blown addicted and I can't stop.
2: <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten into Animal Crossing, but I do some I do some good work on Mario Kart. Oh, you have
4: a Switch? Yeah. Okay. After this, you have to send me your friend code. You should get into Animal Crossing okay. if you're into that kind of thing. Like, I don't know what your video game vibe is, but it's really really yeah. nice.
2: I didn't ever really have a video game vibe before, like you know, playing. I played Donkey Kong and stuff growing up, but Mario Kart. Tanya checks out of this conversation because she has no. I will. In I will game.
0: never have a. I will never have a video game vibe. That'll be like, <laughs> like if <laughs> I run out of like place rooms to clean books to read tv shows to watch manicures to do things to pluck then i might play wow, video games
4: have you things to pluck right what are you plucking beside your brows <laughs> <laughs> one time she i had to pluck my bikini line because yeah. i couldn't
0: get into my waxing appointment i've heard about
4: people doing that before um becca it's i need to know did you ever play sims no
2: i didn't is but animal Crossing is It's similar to Sims, right? Yeah,
4: kind of. It kind of is. Like, that's, I was wondering if you had played it. Because if you like Sims, then you'd really like Animal Crossing.
2: Yeah, I didn't. But, I mean, my friends who are into Animal Crossing are, like, in it.
4: It's, like, really, really dangerous. I'm, like, so (laughs) addicted. And, like, it's all I think about. And if I'm not playing it on my Switch, I'm reading about it on a subreddit. And I'm (laughs) reading, I'm, like, getting inspiration from all this stuff. I'm reading articles about Animal Crossing. Like, it's gotten out of hand.
2: (laughs) Wow, that's yeah, you're pretty pat. The articles and the subreddits, that's you've really
4: committed to it. I'm, I'm in deep, <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, well, can you tell people where they can listen to your podcast? It launched on um, April 29th, and you've had Slater, you have an episode with Slater, and you have um, an episode with Ashley and Jared. Yeah, I want to say I Canetti, but Haven, hey yeah, that's Benetti, right. Hey ben. I know I never know what to
4: say. I could you know I couldn't yeah, even actually I, 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 I couldn't say her last name for like the first year I knew her I, I was like Ashley I <laughs> I something I know, she'll always
2: be Ashley I she's for the the best. that reason I
4: really like I like them both a lot um yeah so you can listen to my podcast on Spotify and on Apple podcasts and on podcast one
2: and on podcast one, so everyone check it out. Thank you, Demi, for taking time to hang out with us, and um, hopefully we'll meet in person one
4: day. <laughs> I know, right? Oh no, it's over. I'm so sad. I was having a great time. <laughs> I feel like I was having a girls' night. Like, I had more to talk about Animal Crossing. Come on, ladies, let's chat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a great night.
0: in time for mother's day no stress no fuss just pure gift giving bliss so whether you're shopping for your mom your sister or any special mom in your life head over to macy's.com gift for the perfect inspiration for mother's day presented by 21 seeds so you know because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go
2: Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades. Or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds infused tequila is a must-have. 21
0: Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail.
2: 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever With a powerful clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? her and i need to get her uh, nintendo switch id to uh play some games yes you do yeah so does tanya yeah it's an urgent matter we need to get
1: tanya to play a video game
2: no, no <laughs> champ i know she would love it after she got into it
0: no i want to play taboo i still am mm. so upset we didn't play that at our picnic
1: oh that is fun but you That's can't a you really can't, fun can game. you social distance taboo because you have to look over their shoulder and buzz them
0: oh you do i don't really know how to play
1: yeah you have to look at the same card
0: yeah
2: it'd be cornhole uh, is more appropriate i guess
1: cornhole is perfect for social distancing
2: um so mark you have email we have some emails we want to answer and then we have a guest zoom who was supposed to be part of our virtual live podcast but there was a Miscommunication. If you oh. can even believe that that could happen in that live show, <laughs> um, well, so, so
1: somebody like, remember that when when we brought in somebody and I said hi, Kate, your name's Caitlin, and she goes, nope, I'm Emily. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, Caitlin we was supposed to, well, Caitlin was supposed to be oh. part of that, and she didn't get to be. So we're gonna zoom her in to say hi. Yes. Hello. Hello? Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, hey
3: guys. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're so dumb. <laughs>
1: y'all were sitting there looking at us this whole time
2: no No. black for a while it was just a black screen oh Oh. well hey (laughs) hi sorry that uh the virtual the live virtual podcast moment didn't work out but here we are we made it happen
3: i can't believe it i have the best husband in the world
2: (laughs) he he made things happen
3: he does yeah (laughs) husband
2: that's pretty that's a
0: Girthy word.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. They're married. It's, I know, but like, that's a big word.
0: It's the appropriate
3: word. Yeah. It's the right word. How long have you been married? Two months tomorrow. Oh,
0: wow. Uh, see, I knew you were newlyweds.
1: <laughs> well, they look like they're in high school. That's why you knew that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, where do y'all live? North Carolina. Oh, no. Nice. There's a tropical storm coming there,
3: right? Or happening? That's actually funny because we are actually at his aunt's beach house right now and we weren't sure about coming because our weather app said tropical storm. But we sat out all day. It was super hot. It's not raining. We have, I don't know.
2: Oh, interesting. They're lying. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Um, Wait, so are y'all... Are y'all, um, is it, what are, what is everything like in North Carolina right now? Are rules strict? What is, are the beaches crowded? What's the dealio? You can
1: um, the beach wasn't crowded at all, but like restaurants are still closed. Um, what else even is there? I know? still work cause I mow grass. So
3: unfortunately I haven't gotten oh. into quarantine, but <laughs> Yeah.
2: Wait, you haven't gotten to quarantine no (laughs) (laughs) i know but it's almost like having the opportunity to still work and make money is actually like yeah blessing right now
0: for sure
1: yeah it's been really good
2: yeah we're really thankful for that
3: how did y'all meet what's your story (laughs) so we met in college actually um i was a senior when he was a freshman and so he liked me and I had no idea. I mean, people, we were like really good friends. we hang out all the time. And so people would always ask me if I'd be interested. And I'm like, heck no, he's a freshman. Like I'm cooler than that, you know? I'm not gonna date the younger guy. And then we just were best friends for, I don't know, oh, probably like a semester and a half. And then finally he asked me out and yeah. So the rest is history. So, so you liked him,
2: you just were like, I can't be a senior who dates a freshman.
3: I think so, yeah. I just, my ego wouldn't let me admit that I liked
2: him. <laughs> the societal expectations and pressure. I know. I'm into it. I'm into it. Love me a younger guy. Meow.
3: No. <laughs> Thanks, Sonia.
2: <laughs> that's a girthy word tanya plus a younger guy
1: who can who can rock a friend's hoodie you gotta like that
2: yeah Mm
3: -hmm.
2: best show ever best show ever what a dream guy i will (laughs) say though he
3: when when we were dating i had him voting for the people's Choice. Lord, (laughs) every day I was like, did you vote? Did you vote? Did you vote? that's so (laughs) nice. Thank you. I know. (laughs) It was really our votes that put y'all through, so (laughs) you're welcome. Yeah.
2: I had a feeling when, when, I saw y'all. I was like, "Oh, they're the yeah. reason we won the People's Choice Award."
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we really appreciate you. all Thank you for this. Yes. Yes. Oh. Wow, and <laughs> all its glory. Um, wait,
3: what did y'all think about the live virtual podcast? We <laughs> really liked. We were dying. Like I was crying, laughing so hard with Tanya, trying to get a hold of you guys. <laughs>
1: It was yeah. the best part of the whole show. Yeah. Like, It wasn't planned <laughs> or anything, but. <laughs> uh. I
2: know afterwards, like we were so stressed out. And then the response was so positive that we're like, if we try to do another one, do we need to incorporate disaster for it to be successful? <laughs> no,
0: because like the perfectionist in me was like, really just, I didn't sleep well that night. Like I had to take a bath and like
2: really come down from that.
0: Like it oh, was no. like, I was really riled up.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: it was pretty stressful until we, till we were able to realize that people had fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 totally. Because when I saw the started seeing the comments, I was like, "Oh, people,
3: people liked it." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, we loved it. We watched every second of it. It was a real
0: range of emotions, an emotional
2: roller coaster. Some may say. <laughs> yeah. Some may say. <laughs> that that is Tanya's life, though. It is an emotional roller coaster
3: we're here it. for it yeah.
2: <laughs> um well thank you all so much i'm glad we got to finally talk to y'all even though it wasn't as planned i'm glad it worked out and y'all be safe at the beach watch out for the potential tropical storm
0: it's all yeah. and congrats on your newly wedding
3: thank you
2: <laughs> our new <laughs> your new weddedness congrats your new wedded bliss Oh, that's what she said. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>
0: What's wrong with me in quarantine? I like, can't even speak.
1: No change. I have not detected any kind of change there. Really?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like your phrases that you always say. Good Nothing look makes on your sense. Wedding. Good luck on your wedding. wedding.
1: New weddedness. The by name? the way, so cute, those two.
2: I know. Yeah. They were so cute. Um. I love a guy that watches shows that I like. You know, I mean, yes. Friends is pretty universal, I feel like, <laughs> on both sides, but it's so fun when, like, he was wearing a sweatshirt that's that an ultimate I know. fan.
0: I can't wait for the day till I sit down to watch episode one of season one of Grey's Anatomy with Red Star. It's going to be a beautiful day. Oh, big
2: moment. Yeah. Big moment. That'll It'll be, big be a moment. really big moment for y'all's relationship. Might be the night that y'all say the L word to each other. <laughs> Might be. Probably not, but I'm going to say maybe. Could be. Um, Okay. Do we want to do some emails that we got?
1: Yes. Yes, indeed. This is an anonymous email. I grew up in a very conservative Christian family, and I've been secretly dating my best friend for two years. We're both female. I'm 31. She's 28. I know my family and some friends would not be supportive of this. I hate living a lie, but I'm so scared to tell everyone any advice. We've been living together for five years, but my family thinks we're just roommates. This is kind of what we covered a couple of weeks ago with that documentary. We were talking about how it's so difficult that you have to live. You have to hide these things from people, but it's a tough situation because it sounds like you don't have a choice in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah. Um, It's so interesting. I'm reading this book by Glennon Doyle and she the book is called Untamed, and her story is that she was like a Christian blogger and author who was married with kids. And then um, one of her books was about rebuilding her marriage to her husband after he was unfaithful. And during her book tour, she fell in love with a woman that she met at one of the, um, like I guess a conference or something, but it's soccer. she's a soccer player, Abby Wambach, she's like famous. Yeah. But she fell in love with her and made the decision to continue that relationship and in her marriage with her husband, which was already like not, you know, she was trying her best, but, um, and she was talking about how when they first got together, a lot of her family members, her, her mom specifically was really fearful of what people would think. And I think a lot of times that's, especially parents, that's their fear is like, what are their kids going to go through from society and what Mm -hmm. people think and it's not even it's more it's out of a place of love but it's a place of fear too it's and and obviously there's some people who are just homophobic and hateful and they're gonna have their stance forever but I think a lot of times when it's family and friends who love you it comes from a place of fear of what are people gonna think and how are you gonna be treated in this world and um Anyways, Glennon was saying that she was, her mom was really worried about that. And Abby was like, listen, we're on this island and we love each other and we celebrate our love and our kids um, celebrate our love. And we're not gonna let fear or hate or people who don't understand our relationship come onto our island. Like they're not allowed to be here. And so I think you're, as long as you feel that it's safe for it to be yours and private, I think that's okay but if there are people in your life who you trust that you can share it with that you know will support you and love you through it then i say invite them onto your island and let them be there to support you um because you'll be surprised by people and you have to give people the chance to surprise you um so i'm really sorry it's a really tough thing to go through and after watching that documentary it was really eye-opening because this was in a time where people literally got thrown in jail or were murdered for who they love. And luckily we've come a long way, but I totally get coming from a conservative Christian family. So. I mean, I don't even honestly, like I,
0: I don't even know how to explain how I would feel in that situation, because I think if, if I was ever made to feel, you know, like I couldn't share Um, especially with my family, the person that I love and want to be with, I just feel like that's such a, that's such a hard and difficult place to be in. And so I think that you just kind of have to like, listen to your heart and go with what feels the best for you. Um, but just know that like, are so many people that have walked this walk before you and they've gotten through it and they've been able to like open up to their family and open up to their friends and like live this life of feeling free. And I think there's something so important about feeling that sense of freedom for yourself um mm-hmm. so just know that like a lot of people have walked that same journey as you and they've gotten on the other side so it's like the storm only lasts for so long like there's sunlight at the end of the day
2: yeah um I was also gonna say there's so many people like if your friends and family they don't support you and they don't support you in love with who you're who you love there are so many people who have their arms open and are ready to support you and love you like There is such a huge community in the LGBTQ community and people who I would say 50%, if not more, come from your same background and have the same fears that you do. And um, I think maybe you reach out to people who have been in your situation and find a new community if your current one doesn't support your life and who you love. and oh last thing is that caitlin bristow posted a quote the other day and it was something along let me see if i can find it it was something along the lines of um it was because like we're always scared to do things she said if you can't beat fear do it scared so like you're probably there's never going to be a moment where you don't feel scared to tell your parents or your family or your friends the truth, but
3: mm. you
2: can do it scared and like Tanya said, there is an other side to where you are. I always re- say, um, step on the other side of fear.
0: <laughs>
1: that reminds me of a quote I've used with my daughters, that that being brave and pretending to be brave are the same thing.
2: It's so true.
1: Um, so we talked earlier in this podcast about how we don't all know what it's like to be, uh, you know, I only know what it's like to be a white straight dude in society. Mm-hmm. I have no mm-hmm. idea what it's like to be a woman. I have no idea what it's like to be gay. I have no idea. But it seems to me you've got to live your authentic life and be your authentic self. And that may cost you some people and that sucks, but that's on them. Yeah. It's not on you. That's
3: and maybe that's work.
1: naive. A naive, it might, that could be a naive way of looking at it because I understand that you don't want to lose those people. And maybe you do feel like you have to keep. Your light hidden like that, but I I, I don't want you to do that. So I'm hoping that you can just kind of do it. And some people you lose temporarily and they come around again. Mm -hmm. And some people are gone and there's nothing you can do about that. But I still think you got to live your life. So good. Yeah,
2: I think, and I think if you, if it's like just having people in your life, even if it's just a few who know the truth and who are able to be there for you, I think it's so important to even just have, you know, A few people who know if that's how you have to start out to feel safe, like sometimes it starts small and it doesn't mean you have to like shout it from the rooftops, but it, it means you tell that one first person and it's probably like a sense of like the freedom you get from just telling one person something that you fear opening up about that's just a snowball effect.
1: All right, and this one's also anonymous, and this is a a serious issue. She says, I'm 26, and my husband and I have been married for less than a year. We've been together for eight years. I have some pretty bad thyroid issues, and I was diagnosed with Graves' disease six years ago, and it's been a battle. I was supposed to have my thyroid worked on before COVID-19, but now everything is pushed back for at least seven months. My doctors want me to fix it before we have a baby, but if I go ahead with a radioactive iodine pill, I can't have a baby for two years. However, my husband does not take this as seriously as I'd like him to and will not stop talking about having a baby right now. He keeps saying women have babies while they have worse issues than you and you'll be fine. I'm terrified of the possibility of having issues getting pregnant or staying pregnant because my mom also has thyroid issues and had three miscarriages. Any advice would be greatly appreciated.
2: Go, Tanya. I know I can see I'm making
1: a lot of faces right now.
2: Mm -hmm. I know go ahead
0: and just say that I don't I don't think I'm qualified to give advice on this because my first instinct would be I mean, first of all, it sucks that you and your husband are on the same page. Um that's unfortunate. And I wish that he was more on like the side of you because it is like, you know, your body and the stuff that you're going through and the you know, the fact that you're gonna have to carry the baby. So it's like I wish he was a little more empathetic to your opinion on it. But that aside, I don't know like what the risk factors are in terms of an iodine. And like, all I know is that like, you could talk to one doctor, but I would just suggest getting multiple opinions on things because just coming from experience and like issues that I've had, like medically in the past, some doctors think it's one thing. And then another doctor thinks it's something else. And you have to be the person that's in charge of your body and know what's going on. And you have to be proactive about it. So I would just suggest getting multiple opinions from doctors as to like the best way to proceed because maybe he is right. Maybe your husband, there is something to it and it might not affect it. It, I don't know. I can't speak to that, but I would just suggest getting multiple um, opinions.
2: I disagree a little bit with Tanya on this because it is your body and you're the one that's going to be having to go through this carrying a baby and If if things go the way that they did for your mom and you miscarry the the emotional and physical trauma that you go through is going to be very different than what your husband experiences. And you're 26 years old. Two years in the long run is not that long to take care of your body and make sure that you are healthy and stronger to be able to carry a child. So I don't really think, I think him not taking you seriously and kind of like dismissing the issues or saying that people have worse issues than you and they have babies, you'll be fine. I don't really like that because he's not the one that's going to be having to put his body through that. No, I agree. That's what I said. No, but I think you're saying like, maybe he's right. Like, I don't, I don't really feel like. We
0: don't know. We're not doctors. We don't know what, what the measures are for that.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like it's very, how she worded it in the email seems like he's totally dismissing what her, what she could potentially go through. I just don't like it because to me, it's like almost, it's just, I think, I think you take care of yourself. And I think the reason you wrote an email is because you know what the right answer is because yeah. you want to take care of yourself and you don't want to feel pressured to jump into something that you don't feel safe with right now. I'll say
1: it's lovely that he wants a baby. That's great. That A lot of guys are hesitant to become fathers. So good for him that he wants that. But I do think you have to take your doctor's advice over your husband who doesn't seem to know much about this. But to Tanya's point, if it makes your husband feel better, maybe a second doctor's opinion would convince him that this isn't the best idea right now. Or maybe a second doctor might disagree and agree with your husband. So maybe you two agree that we go to a neutral Fourth party and find out mm-hmm. what the second opinion says about this whole thing because I do think the medical advice has got to be adhered to.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Tony has had Tony. I feel like you've had uh moments where you've gotten a second opinion and it's been like really helpful for you.
0: Yeah, I had one doctor that put me on steroids.
3: <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm like, okay. done, no, I'm like okay.
0: Yeah, I'm like okay, popping these steroids, and then this other doctor was like, "That is not a long term solution for what's happening to you." Like, I'm sorry, you need to stop that immediately. Like, we're gonna figure this out. And I was just like, you know, who do you know? Like, who do you trust? Who do you listen to? It's like, it's yeah, scary. You have to really be like in charge and in tune with your own body. It's true. Way. Yeah.
2: It's well, true.
1: I need to give a shout out before we go. I need to give a, a big hello to Bryn Waltner and Liz Ramirez.
0: Hey, Bryn and Liz.
1: They live here in Newberry Park, California, where I live. And Bryn's parents live across the street from me. And she was um, delighted to find out that Mark from the Scrubbing In podcast lives across the street from her <laughs> parents. Because she and Liz, who are roommates, they love you too, And they love Aww. this show. So thank you to them for listening. I've never met her, but I hopefully I will someday down around the cul-de-sac. That's that amazing. is so cute.
2: I love that that's amazing hey girls we love you we love you shout out
3: <laughs> wow that was
0: good maybe some oat balls are in your future
3: <laughs> if you're
2: lucky no the oat balls were good i like the oat balls
3: send me some oat
1: balls i'll leave them on the step across totally, the
2: street totally totally <laughs> um all right well that'll do it for today's podcast um thank you for listening we missed you all it feels like it's been so long since we did a podcast but we had the live show so um have a great week reminder please be kind and loving and respectful to each other and um and happy birthday mom and happy birthday, Mama Rad.
0: We she's love like, you guys. She's like listener; like she listens to these podcasts the minute they go up, baby. So she will hear it.
1: Wow, she knows. We love Mama Rad. No mom should know that much about her own daughter.
0: Truly, it's I. Uh, I feel sad for her at times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she knows a lot. Yeah. she's like writing as an anonymous. Like my daughter shares too much. <laughs> yeah. Do I do? yeah um all righty we love you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week or we'll talk to you next week and i'll see y'all next week bye